Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the truths in your Bible, Lord, in the Scriptures. And we want to be a good learner. We want to be teachable. We want to be doers of your Word, Father. Lord, may your Holy Spirit give us grace to be able to do what we learn and we can experience the power and the goodness of God in our daily life so that we can tell the world that you are so good, Father. We thank you so much for your teaching today. In Jesus' name, amen. We have learned that in our daily life, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we can be led by the Spirit of God all the time. And that should be the lifestyle of believers, even in this generation, that we can be led by the Spirit. Every decision we make, every plan, calendar, plan, everything should be led by the Spirit. When you turn on the computer and you want to type email, the Holy Spirit will speak to you, show you what to say. He will guide you and lead you. And the Bible gives us the promise in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. When we obey His leading or His guidance or His voice, the Bible says that we shall be blessed. We shall be successful. We shall be the head, not the tail. We shall be above, not beneath. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 6, the Bible says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, the voice of the Lord your God comes by the Holy Spirit. He leads us inside here. When we obey His voice, we shall be blessed. In fact, in year 1987, I heard the voice of the Lord my God while I was putting my head down on the pillow. And He said, could you please take care of my people? I came to America with a plan to become a very rich neurosurgeon, buy an airplane and board and have fun in America. I actually I wanted to be a professor of the university. I want to have a title, professor in a very prestigious university. I never planned to be a pastor. But when the voice of the Lord, my God, came to me, now I don't want you to be a professor. I want you to be a pastor. P, but not professor, pastor. Then I obey. Now, 30 years gone by, I can see that the blessing of God has been upon my life. The blessing of my health, the blessing of my family, my children, and a lot of people have been blessed by my obedience. And the Bible says, to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. You shall get honor from God. And all these blessings, many blessings with S, shall come upon you and overtake you, will find you, and just take over you and grab you like this. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. 
Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you come out. You see that He will bless you in everywhere, everything. All the time, you shall be the head, not the tail, because you obey. Number one, Rema, R H E M A, the specific voice of the Lord your God for your specific situation. Where to buy the house, what church you should go to, what care group you should go. You should help that person financially. When God tell you to do something, you obey Him. And number two, you obey His logos. L-O-G-O-E-S. Logos means the written word in the Bible. That's why we need to have both the word, the Bible, and also we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. So we're going to learn how to hear, how to hook up to the Holy Spirit, how to be led by the rema of our own life. And when you can do that, you're going to be successful. You're going to be above, not beneath. He's going to bring blessing to you. So one of the biggest things in our Christian life is to learn how to hook up to the Holy Spirit, how to be led by the Spirit, how to communicate with Him. And one of the words, I'm going to start this word now from this chapter on. One of the words that you need to understand about how to be led by the Holy Spirit is the word witness. Everyone say witness. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the Spirit Himself bears, we're going to talk a lot about witness from now on, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. When we are born again, the Spirit of God comes in and dwells on the inside of us. And we will have that confirmation. We know that we are a child of God. People that we don't like before, we hate their face. We don't want to be around them. After the Spirit of God comes in, we begin to love them. We like to talk to them. We see the changes. We see the transformation. You are convinced that you are a child of God. And then the Holy Spirit bears witness on the inside here that something is happening to you. Some good things is happening on the inside of your life. You might not understand what's going on, but you believe that something good is happening. You believe that your name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. You know that if you die today, you would go to heaven. You had that witness in your heart, in your spirit. So we need to get a hold of this truth about the witnessing of the Holy Spirit, and it will change your life forever. This is how I walk with God, witnessing of the Spirit all the time. And this is the way God communicates with us. Again, I'm not against dream. I am for dream. If you can see dream, Pastor Da saw dream. I am not against vision. I saw vision myself. Pastor Da saw vision. When we started the church, Pastor Da saw vision. And when we got into revival, we have a dream. 
I'm not against those things, but dream and vision doesn't happen all the time. It's rare thing. But to be witnessed by the Holy Spirit on the inside is the ongoing 24 hours a day and seven days a week. All the time. While you're talking to your customer, talking to your boss, while I'm performing surgery, I cannot fall asleep and dream. Give me dream, Lord, right now on the operating table. I cannot have dream in the operating table. I need to listen to God. And God speak to me in my spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit. The Bible did not say the Holy Spirit bear witness with your head, with your intellect, with your emotions, with your feelings, with your external thing. He bear witness with inside your spirit. Everyone say internal. Inside. He does not bear witness with your reasoning and with your logic either. You need to understand this. In order to be led by the Spirit of God, one of the important character that you should have is we call humility. You need to be humble. Because when people are prideful, it's very difficult, even though God can do all things, but it's very difficult for God to help them. Because when they are prideful, they think that they don't know so much, they don't need God's help. They think that they can do anything themselves. They will not listen to God anyway. Even though God wants to help them, but they will not listen to God. And when you try to tell them, you know, you should do this way. The Bible says this, the Holy Spirit lead this way. They will say, oh no, I'm smart. I know what to do. And you're going to waste your time trying to convince prideful people. I learned this lesson. When I talk to prideful people, eventually I shut my mouth and I say, up to you. You can go on with your life. I'm going to go to humble people to help them. And if they argue with me, and they say, prove to me that God is real, I will say, I don't need to prove to you. It's not my job to prove to you. I know and I know God is real. If you don't want to believe, it's up to you. It's your own choice. God cannot force you. You need to understand this. God cannot make anyone believe. God will not force anybody to believe Him. It's your own choice. God did not create us to be a robot, that he can push the button and we do whatever he say. God give us the freedom of choice. Thank God. God give me the freedom of choice that he doesn't force me to marry to somebody that I don't want to live with. God give me the freedom of choice that when I see Pastor Da and I say, oh, I like this woman and I can have that freedom to marry her. No one forces me. Amen? I am glad. And Pastor Da has the freedom of choice to choose me too. We all have the freedom of choice. And when people don't want to submit to God, pridefully say, I know everything. I don't want God to help me. I don't want to believe in God. They will argue with you. They will use all kinds of human reason not to believe in God. And I would like to recommend you not argue with anybody. Don't fight. Just say, bless you. Thank you. I believe. It's up to you. I never argue with anybody regarding faith, regarding following God. 
I don't need to prove to anybody that God is real. It's up to them. They have to make choice. I make my choice. Actually, I am writing a sermon right now about the heart of people, and I learned that God looked at the heart. You are not different because of your skin color or your hairstyle or your language. You are different because you have different types of hearts, and the types of heart you have dictate your future. Where you're gonna be, who you're gonna be. That's why we need to really guard our heart carefully, to be humble, to f- be full of faith, and to really follow God like little children. Amen. Don't be too prideful. So, if you want God to f- lead you, you need to open your heart and say, "God, I believe you. Help me. I don't know everything. I am just a human being." If you argue with me that you are such great, a great man, you can, you don't need God. Let me ask you: go up to the 12th floor of some building and jump out of this building, and you will know you are not that great. Your bones gonna be broken because you are just a human being. As a doctor, I know human being are so vulnerable. We are not that strong. Believe me, your knee can be broken. Your ligament can be torn. We are vulnerable people. We need the grace of God. Amen. We need to open our heart to God and to His Word. We open to Him, so that we will not waste our time doing wrong things, making mistake, and then God can help us to do the right thing, and God will lead us to the right place to do the right things all the time. We should not argue with God. We should just follow God with a humble and very soft heart. Here, Amen. You may say that, "Wow, I want to argue with that person because he doesn't believe right. He has a wrong belief." I want to tell you, don't argue with anybody, because no one knows everything right, including Pastor Lau. No one knows everything. I don't know everything. I know in part. Can you imagine the greatest apostle that I know of, named Paul? What did he say in 1 Corinthians thirteen nine to twelve? For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect, the perfect means Jesus comes, the partial, which means now we all know in part. We don't know everything. Will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. But when I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror. Now we all like in a mirror. We know in part. We don't know everything, dimly. But then, face to face, one day when we meet Jesus face to face, now I know in part. But then, I will know fully. Just as I also have been fully known, God knows everything about us. Now we know in part. No one knows everything, so don't look down on other churches. Don't look down on non-believers. Don't look down on anybody you think that you know more than them. You have no right to look down on anybody because we all know in part. 
I may know certain subject well, but certain sub certain subject in the Bible, I still learning, studying. I don't know everything. Amen. So don't act like you're so smart that you know everything. Then you can talk to Apostle Paul. He knows more than you for sure. He met Jesus. He went to the third heaven already. Amen. So the witness of the Holy Spirit is the way of God's communication with us. We always heard the terminology "small voice." We heard the terminology "the voice of God." God speak to us, but I cannot emphasize the word "witness" here. He bears witness with our spirit. Everyone, point to inside here. My spirit, the Holy Spirit, bears witness with my spirit. What does the Holy Spirit communicate to us through? What kind of thing He communicate through us? Through, through our spirit, not through our brain, not through our mind. Your spirit is the vessel that God speaks to, not your brain here, not your feeling. Don't wait for the goosebump. God speak to you on the inside of you. Do you know that we are spirit beings? We are spirits. Many people in the world are not aware of spirits. They are aware of only mind and physical body. If you look around the whole country, around the world, people spend billions of dollars to develop their human body. Workout, people pay for the workout club and go and <laughs> work out. They work out their quadricep muscle. They work out. They spend a lot of money to build their muscles. They spend a lot of money to build their mind. I watched my grandchildren a few days ago. The father bought a video game in the iPad. And that is very good for developing their mind, because the video game talk about how they can make ice cream to sell to the customer. <laughs> so when the five customers show up at the same time, my grandkids have to pull, 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 pull. What g o i n g to put in that corn, and sell and sell and sell? And they look at, wow, this is a good way to develop your mind, but not your spirit. Okay, so people spend monies. But people in over the world, including some Christians, are ignorant of their spirit. They never think about their spirit at all. In order to receive the leading of the Holy Spirit, you need to develop the human spirit. Thank God, I grew up in Thailand. I grew up in the midst of witchcraft and animism. I saw demons. I myself used to have demon come upon me, so I understand very well about spiritual world because I grew up in that kind of atmosphere, spiritual world everywhere. You can play wuji board. The spirit move the cup on the board. How many people used to play wuji board? It's real. The cup just move like that. So the spiritual world is real, but people ignore their own spirit. They don't develop their spirit. We are a created spirit in the image or in the likeness of God. 
But we have the mind. Our brain is a part of the mind. The mind, or we call soul, S O U L. Soul can think, can analyze, can obtain information, can make judgment. Mind contains also feelings and emotions and memory. We have the mind, but we are the spirit, and we, which means spirit, live in this body. Again, everyone say, "I am a spirit. I live in the body, and I have the mind." So when we die, what happened? Our spirit that has the mind will go to heaven, and. Over there, we're gonna have a new body. This body gonna be in the ground one day. Sometime when I see my patient who have so many sickness and disease, back pain, neck pain, everything. Some people, 80 years old, still suffering from pain. And many times when they are Christian, I say this way: Thank God, one day we can have a new body in heaven. We don't need to suffer from this uh, arthritis and back pain anymore. Amen. Hallelujah! So you can see that there are three kinds of Christians: carnal Christians, Christians who emphasize only the physical body, the flesh. Number two, soulish Christian, S-O-U-L-I-S-H, Christian that use the brain all the time. And number three, spiritual Christian, Christian who is strong in the spirit and follow the Holy Spirit. By the leading or the witness of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit bear witness with our spirit, not with our body. Amen. So He doesn't work through our head; He doesn't work through our intellect at all. But baby Christians and carnal Christians try to be led by their physical sign, by their feeling and emotion, because they are immature. They're babies. Their spirit is not strong yet to be able to connect to the Holy Spirit. They need the external sign by God's mercy. Sometimes He has to do that to help some baby Christians or soulish or carnal Christian. They want to see something. They want to feel something. They want to touch something to know that God lead them. I'm not against them, but you should not stay in that mode forever. You should grow up. Be strong in your spirit, and you don't depend on external sign, on feeling anymore, because the devil and demon can do the same thing. He can touch you by external sign. He can make you feel something. Therefore, we should not depend on the external things at all. We should know how to hook up to the witness of the Holy Spirit. God is spirit Himself, and He communicates with us. Through our spirit, therefore, don't try to hear voices. I'm not against people hear voices. Don't take me wrong. I'm not teaching against hearing audible voice. You can hear audible voice, but that is extremely rare in the body of Christ. You don't try to hear voices. The Bible say in the book of First Corinthians chapter fourteen verse ten, there are, it may be. So many kinds of voices in the world. The Bible says that there are so many voices in the world: the voice of the devil, 
the voice of demons, the voice of your friend, the voice of your mother-in-law, the voice of your boss, the voice of your creditor. So many voices around the world. That's why if you follow the audible voice, people are going to talk to you right and left, right and left, and you can miss the plan of God. Amen? So be careful to go by external voices. You need to listen to the internal voice, the small voice, the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside here. Don't go by hot flash and cold flash and goosebumps. Some people say, if I have goosebumps, it means I have to join this church. No! Because if the weather is so hot, that day you're not going to have goosebumps. If you go to New Hope now, hopefully next year we have air condition. If you go to New Hope now, you may not feel goosebumps because it's so hot. In the summertime, we don't have air condition at our church. Don't go by hot flash and cold flash because your hormone can go up and down. Room temperature change. Amen. I want to warn you one more thing. A lot of warning here. When somebody who say that he is a leader, he is so godly, and he has a position, or maybe somebody who claimed to be a prophet, can come and talk to you, that I think I hear from God, and this is what you should do. And maybe three more people come to you and say the same thing. You should do this. I hear from God. And you say, hey, might be right. Because three, four people say the same thing. I want to warn you right now. Don't go by that at all. You need to check with the Bible, number one. Number two, you need to check inside what the Spirit of God tells you. Amen? This is for everybody in this room, not just me. Don't go by voices. People can say anything and quote Jesus too. Quote the name of God. This is how I live. People can talk to me, give me opinion. But at the end, I check inside. I check with the Bible. Is this really God speaking to me? I need the witness of the Holy Spirit to tell me. Everybody should live that way to avoid any problem. Amen? I've seen so many people get into trouble because they listen to man. Sometimes, you know, man can come with a nice tie, nice jacket, very sweet word. Oh, if you do this, you're going to be rich, good looking, speak to you. And you know what happened? At the end, you lost a lot of things in your life. Because you listen to the voice of man. And they quote Jesus too. They may even say in the name of Jesus. Be careful. Everybody, every Christian should develop his own spirit. To listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside of themselves. Everybody should learn how to bear witness with the Holy Spirit. The word witness in Romans chapter 8 verse 16 Literally means testify jointly. Everyone say testify jointly. The word witness is a legal terminology today. You heard people say, I call a witness to the stand. 
Witness is a legal terminology for the world system. What does it mean, a witness? A witness means a person who heard something, who saw something, who read something, and know something about the incident. The witness saw, heard, and knows something. You and I are called by God to be a witness for Jesus Christ. You cannot witness about Jesus if you're not born again. You cannot witness about Jesus if you don't know Him, if you don't have experience and really have His grace in your life. And the best witness for God, His name is Jesus Himself. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5, when Jesus showed up on the earth 2,000 years ago, the Bible called Him this way. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. Revelation 3.14 And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, This thing say the Amen. Amen means Jesus. And the faithful and true witness. Jesus showed up on this earth 2,000 years ago to be a witness for the Father. He witnessed for heaven. Now on earth, we are the witness for God. Amen? Jesus already left. Now we are the witness for God. And the Holy Spirit is called by Jesus another comforter. What does it mean, another? Another person of the same kind. The first comforter is Jesus Christ. And then he sent the Holy Spirit another comforter or co-comforter. And the Holy Spirit is our co-witness. There is somebody, capital S, who lives on the inside of you, beside you. Let me repeat one more time. As a believer, there is somebody, capital S, who lives on the inside of you, beside your own spirit. And he witnessed what he saw and what he heard from the Heavenly Father. And He will be with you for eternity. He will be your co-witness. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Co-witness means two-person witness at the same time. Not just one. In the Old Testament, I'm going to try to show you theology here about co-witness, about two or three witnesses. In the Old Testament, and in the four gospel, you can read this kind of sentences again and again. Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 15. One witness is not enough. Everyone say, one witness is not enough. To convict a man accused of any crime or offense he may have committed. A matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Everyone say two or three witnesses. Matthew eighteen sixteen. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Okay. What do we learn here? 
what we learn from this scripture is this: in our daily life, we should not do anything based on what you think alone. Let me repeat one more time: in daily life, you should not make any decision, plan anything on your thinking alone. Because if you depend on yourself alone, you have only one witness. You need another witness. You should look for the capital W I T N E S S, the witness, the Holy Spirit, on the inside of you. You watch and look to the capital W witness, the witness from the Holy Spirit. My dear brother and sister, certain things seem good to you, and seem to be right things to you, that you need to do. When you look at it, you use your logic, you use your reasoning, listen to the nice, sweet word from people. But don't just go by what you feel and what you think. You need to learn how to hear from another witness inside you. And that person is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit stand beside you, stand inside you, and maybe somebody come to you and say, "You know, you should be partner of my business here. You should do this with me. Start the Thai restaurant together, or start something together." And when you look at the numbers, you look at the potential. Wow, this is great! I'm gonna be a rich man soon. I can make a lot of money through this business. You don't make the decision by your own. You begin to check with another witness, the Holy Spirit, on the inside of you. Beside your own heart, you have another person on the inside, and that person knows the best whether you should jump in or you should back off. He knows the future. He knows whether you're going to lose money or not. He knows whether this is the right way, is the wrong way. You don't know. You don't know the future. You don't know people's motive. You don't know that this gonna happen, the way they say or not. The promise they give to you. So you need to find a co-witness. Everyone, point to yourself again. Co-witness is inside me. Sometimes you may be picking up something and think. I like that color. I like that car. And then it's just you. And what you should do? You should turn to the Holy Spirit, who is on the inside of you, and ask Him. I need your affirmation. I need to know you agree or not for this color. I need you to agree with me or not for this type of car that I should buy. I need affirmation. I want to listen to your co-witnessing in me. I need to know. Listen to him on the inside. Sometimes it looks so wonderful on the outside, but the Holy Spirit say no. This happened to me many times. As a pastor, as a shepherd of the flock, sometimes people walk into the church. Oh, it looks so good. No Hebrews and Greek can read the Bible upside down. He's so knowledgeable of the Bible. Speak very well. Used to be the preacher, minister somewhere. Have 
long CV, curriculum vitae, that how great they are. And come to me. You may not know all this story because it's happened in the past 30 years. Somebody walked to me. I joined your church. But I need to be a preacher here. I need to be one of your elders. Because look at my record. I listen, look so good outside. And then I asked the Holy Spirit, is this the right one? And the Holy Spirit told me, no, no, no. And I argued with my head. Why, God? He looks so good. He knows Greek and Hebrew. He can read the Bible upside down. He knows the Bible more than me. He should be the teacher in this church. And the Holy Spirit bear witness with me. No, no, no. You know what happened? A couple of years later, I find out that the person committed adultery, cheated his wife. <sighs> Thank God for the Holy Spirit that I listened to the co-witness on the inside of me that don't appoint this man to be the pastor or teacher in this church because the chief of God is going to be hurt. You need to learn how to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit and find out that the Holy Spirit agrees with you or say no to you. When he say no to you, you have to back off. And follow him. Amen? I'm so excited to learn how to walk with the witnessing of the Holy Spirit. And I put every effort in my life to grow in this area. And I know from time to time I make mistakes. But I'm going to keep developing this spiritual strength that I can hook up to the co-witness on the inside of my spirit. We need to train our spirit to be strong. Amen? We need to train our spirit to be strong. When you go to the workout club, you do like this weightlifting. This is for bicep. You do like this for tricep. You do different things for your different muscle to build your muscle up. Last night, I went back home and I do this on my bed. Because I feel that I eat too much. I need to get rid of the calorie in the camp here. So I need to get rid of some calorie from my body. I point to here. Get rid of it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I try to build up the muscle in my tummy. That is to develop our physical thing. But we need to also develop our spiritual part. The part of our, our spirit is love, faith, joy, grace, wisdom, and sensitivity to the co-witness. We as Christians need to build up our spirit. If you are in New Hope International Church long enough, you will notice that my style of being a pastor and preacher is not come up to preach something to soothe your mind. I don't come up to keep saying something to make you have fun, to soothe your mind. If you notice every sermon I preach, I purposefully build up your spirit. Why I lay hand? Because that is to build your spirit. I want your spirit to be strong, to be well-trained, 
to be like a rain-trained horse, to be so sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, so that you will not fail in your life. The Bible says in the book of Psalm, I'm gonna end here. Psalm 32, verse 9: Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, or in other words, the dumb, but must be controlled by bit and brittle, or they will not come to you. There are two kinds of Christians in the world. Christians who are well trained in the Spirit, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, humble, obedience, yielding, surrender, like an eagle, flow with the wind. These Christians are like a rain-trained horse. Rain-trained horse, when you sit on the horse, I like to watch cowboy movie when I was young, in that generation, Maverick. How many people in the generation of Maverick? You are old enough to see Maverick. Young people like this don't know Maverick. Maverick is a cowboy movie. When the cowboy guy sits on the horse, the rain-trained horse, when he pulls the strap a little bit to the right like this, the horse will go to the right. But the rebellious horse, you can pull and pull. The horse still oh, jump up and down and don't want to go. So you have to train them. Just keep training them until eventually it's like a power steering wheel. A little bit, the horse will go. When you pull a little bit to the side, stop. When you say, go, the horse go. Very well rain trained horse. Christians should be rain trained Christians. God just give us little impression, a little bit. Yes, Lord, I do it. When the Lord say, go right, yes, Lord, I go right. When the Lord go there, we go there. We are not stubborn. We are not hard-headed. We are not prideful. We are not argumentative. We are not just say no, no, no all the time. Whatever he wants, we just go with him like a well-trained horse. Go the direction. He will lead us to the place that we're going to be successful. He's going to tell us where to sow. He's going to tell us what to do, who to call, what to do, which doctor we need to go to talk about selling your product. He's going to lead you to different places. He's going to help you to invest your money. He's going to help you how to handle your customers, how to talk to your boss, how to get healing. Our Lord will lead you to the healing so that you can be healed. The Lord will lead you to be prosperous, to have more money. The Lord will guide you. He will lead you to higher and higher and more success and more prosperity. It's nothing wrong to be rich, but it's wrong to be covetous and to want to be rich very quickly. You work hard to save money, but don't try to be quick rich. Because you can get into trouble. That's what the Bible warns us. Amen? Don't love money. Don't love mammons. You need to love God. But as you follow the Holy Spirit, He will lead you to health, to prosperity, to fruitfulness, to success, to the right place, at the right time, to meet the right people. He prepared a way before you, and you follow to meet the right people. 
He would help you everything if you learn how to hook up to the core witness on the inside of you all the time. Everyone say core witness. Everyone say my spirit. Core witness with the Holy Spirit. Everyone say from now on. I'm not head led. I'm not intellect led. I'm not feeling led. I'm not emotion led. I'm not opportunity led. I'm not opinion led. I'm not condition led. I'm led by the co-witness, the Holy Spirit, my Comforter, my Counselor, my Helper. I will follow Him. I will be a rain-trained believer. I will not be stubborn. I will not be prideful. I will be humble, like little children, to follow the Holy Spirit. And I will be at the right place, meet the right people at the right time. He will lead me to success, to healings, to prosperity, to the right place. At the right time, thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people believe that what we learn today can happen? Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you so much for teaching us about the co-witness on the inside of us, Lord. Lord, we learn so much in this camp, and from now on, we can hook up to the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord, but we are not an orphan. We are not alone on earth here. We can depend on the great and powerful Helper, capital H E L P E R. That is the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us, Lord. Help your children in this church, in this meeting, and those who listen in the internet right now. To be well-trained Christians, strong in the spirit, they will not just be strong physically and mentally, but they shall develop their spirit to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. Train us, Lord. We will grow. We will develop better and better, stronger and stronger until. The day Jesus comes back, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You learned something today. You're gonna put into practice. How many people believe you're gonna be head, not the tail? How many believe God gonna raise you up higher? Praise God. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www. 
newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.